Hey, my name's Michelle Crawford and I run a business called Being More Human. And Being More Human is all about helping people tap into their potential through themselves and through other people to help everyone be everything they can be and therefore much more human. Hope you enjoy. For many of us, including me, we get distracted very easily and we have our attention divided between so many different elements in our life and sometimes it can be really hard to make choices and to establish habits that allow us to begin a task and work through that and complete it. And I just wanted to share with you today some really interesting research that I found out uh, I found out about this maybe two years ago, so it's not super, super recent, but a lot of people still are not aware of it. And the research is all around multitasking. And you'll be pleased to know, in you know, as we know, in our general sort of Australian community, we make lots of jokes about... Um, the presumed fact that women multitask and maybe men aren't so crash hot at it. Now, the interesting thing is that what this research does is it totally debunks the whole idea that anybody can multitask in the first place. So that's one for you, gents, and sorry, ladies, about that, about the outcome of the research. But what the research talks about is this idea of what we think we are doing when we're multitasking. So we literally think we're doing multiple things, three or four different things at any one time. And we've fallen into the um, trap of thinking that we do all these things well all at one time. And so what this particular bit of research was looking at, it's quite fascinating actually, what it was talking about is this idea, idea that actually what we do is serial task. So I'll give an example. So if you're at your computer and you've got something that you're typing into your computer and you've got your phone sitting beside you and you've got your cup of tea sitting in front of you, you might think that it's perfectly possible to drink your cup of tea, type on your computer and check Facebook on your phone all at the same time. And you might even think that you are doing all of those things well. So what this research measures is the time taken between doing one task and then shifting your attention to do the other task. So with our example, you can be typing away on the computer. In order to actually separately focus on your phone, it requires you to lose attention and to lose focus from the computer and shift to the phone. Now, we think we're multitasking, but actually what happens in our brain is, from a cognitive point of view, you need to totally separate the focus that you have on each of those tasks. And what they measured in the research is the time that it takes for us to shift from one task to another task and then come back to that same task. And the fascinating thing is, if, if you think about it, you won't be too surprised it's actually, what the research tells us is it is actually far, far less effective, in other words, don't do it because it doesn't work very well, to try to multitask. Not only is it less effective, but it's also less efficient. So if you're thinking, we're, we're taught to think that we can do four things at once, that way we're going to get through our to-do list faster, but it's absolutely not how it works. 
our brain only has the capacity to focus on one thing at a time. So the interesting thing to me about this research is then the logical question, what is it that you're going to choose to focus on? And for me, this is, I've been talking to a lot of um, people who I'm coaching and also friends, et cetera, recently. And if you, if you think about it with, in conjunction with all of the information and practice out there in and around mindfulness, it makes a lot of sense because what mindfulness is all about is quite literally being in the moment that you're in. Instead of having your head divided into 50 different places, it's quite literally being embodied in the present moment that you're in. And there's a lot of practice that you can do around that. But I just wanted to share a brief story of someone who I was coaching a while ago now, maybe a year or so ago. And this guy was a manager and he was, he was a fairly senior manager. He had about 30 people in his team. So he, in his mind, just as in our minds, we often think, you know, we must be the busiest person in the universe. And it's like we hold out this kind of busy plaque. Oh, no, no, but I'm more busy than you. No, no, surely, surely. No, I'm more busy than you. And we have this busyness kind of competition. That's what this guy was like. He was having this busyness competition. Surely no one else in the organisation could have anywhere near the demands that he had on his time. And he talked me through a particular situation with one of the people who were reporting into him. And it was a, a guy, and he'd worked there for a long period of time, and he said, the manager said, this guy just doesn't listen to me. He doesn't do anything that I ask him to do. And I said, oh, can you give an example? So he shared with me an example of a specific, um, I think it was a report that he'd been trying to get this guy to write for him for about three months. So he had given this guy instructions multiple times over the three-month period, please go away and write this report. And the guy had not written the report. So we were having the whole conversation in and around what he could actually do. And I just said to him, just describe to me, you know, what your space is like. What was it like for you when you're actually having a conversation with this particular person? And he said, well, it's funny that you asked that because if I think about it, you know, I'm at my computer, I've got my phone, I've got someone else in the pager and the guy's in the room and probably I'm not even looking at that guy and I'm saying, can you write the report? And I said, wow, that's interesting. And we had that whole conversation about how effective he thought that was actually <laughs> going to be. And he came up with a plan that next time the person came into his room, he would provide 100% of his attention and his focus on this guy. And so that's what he did. He turned from the computer, he paid complete attention to this person, and he actually looked them in the eye and stopped playing on his phone and his pager and everything else, and he asked the guy very specifically, and this was going to be his like one last try kind of ask, he asked the guy very specifically, can you please go away and write that report? And guess what happened about a week later? The guy had the report on his desk. And it's just a really interesting lesson where we can make all these judgments about what's happening in our external world and why people are doing things and why they are not doing things. But we often don't go to the root cause, which is us and our own behavior, to be able to reflect back to say, what is it that I could switch 
What is it that I could do to change? What is it that I could do to increase my focus? And how is that going to actually impact the results that I'm getting?